And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing? Happy Tuesday. I hope everybody's having a good morning. I know I am, because lightning, for, you know, to, to keep it real simple, they kicked some ass last night, uh, dropping a snowman on the New York Islanders in game one. Um, you know, I, I'm going to come out and say that I think, even though I did predict that they would win this game but on the other hand did say in yes yesterday's episode that i felt that they were going to come out and drop game 1 well i guess how do how do we how do we how do we rule that do we rule that a correct prediction or a wrong one since i did predict they would win and they did do all the right things they did as what I said, what were the keys to this game? I did, you know, for the most part, um, get things right. But before I pat myself on the back too much, let me remind you to like and subscribe this podcast uh, wherever it is available, whether you choose Spotify, Apple, um, Stitcher, Google Play. All those stuff. Uh, wherever I, wherever podcasts are available, go ahead, like and subscribe, download, and also go to our Twitter page at LO underscore lightning so you stay up to date with all the news surrounding the show going forward. But you also will be anyways because if you subscribe, you'll get notifications as soon as the latest episode drops. So yeah. Back to patting myself on the back. Um, I'm not going to take 100% credit for this one. Just because I did did profess a little bit of that doubt uh, for you know how things might turn might turn out for game one. You know, um, but the Lightning did everything that they were supposed to do. Um, they did all the, you know, if you go down the list of last episode, and if you haven't already, go ahead and listen to that. You know, I spoke about how the Lightning needed to get the puck in deep, work the corners, uh, create traffic in front, which they did plenty of in this game last night. There was a couple of goals here and there in which the Lightning, um, you know, it was, for the most part, I wouldn't say an easy, easy goal here and there, but uh, it led to... Thomas Grice only only lasting 11 minutes, which was shocking to say the least, just because you would think that Barry Trotz would want to stick with his guy, um, regardless of what happened. I mean, it was, I believe that Grice only gave up three goals in this one. Granted, they were on nine shots, but 
Um, I didn't see, just from my point of view, I didn't see him making really any mistakes. Uh, I think it was more so what the Lightning were doing and not so much a case of what maybe Grice wasn't doing. Uh, and But it looks like that Trotz has been kind of substituting these guys in and out here and there, trying to just, you know, whoever is the hot goalie at the time, they get to play more. But Varlamov didn't exactly play too well either. I mean, he gave up five goals in this, so I'm not entirely sure what exactly his his reasoning was at this point. So let's just get going with the recap. So Tampa got on the board real quick. Uh, I mean super quick. It was about only a minute 14 in, and I stressed on the last episode the need for the Lightning to get off to a good start. Really come out of the gates flying. Um, the interesting thing in this was that the Lightning... There was no feeling out part. There wasn't any part where, you know, and I spoke on the last episode where the lightning, you know, take sometimes take more times than not take some time to uh, um, get going in certain games. And that could sometimes uh, lead to them giving up early goals or just, you know, uh, just, you know, being behind early on in the game. But minute 14 in the game. Uh, Braden Point scores a goal, uh, and it was it was an incredible goal. I mean, it was Braden Point um, just dangling by Tom Grace. Um, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say it was like goal of the year in the playoffs, but Braden Point uh, takes the puck by himself into the zone, uh, dangles. Almost, almost dangles Grice out of his pads. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that. Uh, you can go back and look for yourself. Uh, it was still an incredible goal. Uh, Islanders weren't gonna take it laying down. A couple of minutes later, Jordan Eberle, uh ties it up. This was just, um, you know, this this wasn't really on the Lightning themselves. This was more so on. Vasilevsky, you know, he makes the initial save and it, it just trickles out in front of him and he still sprawled out. I think he should have covered up this puck um, as soon as it squirted out in front of him. I mean, that was, then again, it's not a big deal, obviously, but if it was a closer game, maybe we'd be looking back thinking thinking otherwise but um there was plenty of scoring in this game mostly obviously on the lightning side of things um but yeah uh and then one of the, one of the things i stressed on the last episode was uh well i didn't really stress it but i predicted that victor Hedman was going to score in this game because he's just been scoring a lot lately and he's been getting more and more confident with his with his play and that could cause headaches for the other team and uh at 8 12 on the power play uh lightning played very well on the power play and on the pk in this game the the lightning uh victor hemman takes a slap shot uh good puck movement takes a slap shot from the point goes through through traffic uh lightning are up 2-1 things are looking great and then from there Really, the Lightning were in control. Uh, you know, the L Lightning played, like I just said, the Lightning played very well on the power play. They went three for six. 
which was shocking that they even drew six penalties. So uh, that was pretty impressive. So at this point, Lightning are up 2-1. But like I said, that they were in control for the most part of this game. And this is when they really start to run away with it after they score their third goal uh, before the, f the first intermission. So Ryan McDonough gets the pucks, takes a slap shot from the circle with Palat screening in front, like I said. Um, Lightning did a very good job screening the goalie in this one, and that contributed to probably, I want to say maybe half their goals. Uh, but yeah, couldn't have, could have, couldn't have asked for a better start to the first period uh, to the series. Uh, I think that once the Lightning really jumped on the Islanders in this one, it was kind of end of story. How many goals? How ugly is this really going to get? Um, I think part of it was, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm not trying to make excuses, obviously, but I think part of it, honestly, was the Islanders looked a little jet lagged. They were probably, for the most part, tired. They probably needed more days off um, just because of that emotional game that they had on Saturday, uh, once they won in overtime. But, you know, the Lightning also came out, and yes, they were the more rested team, but they really came out, and they they really played their game, and that's what I've been waiting for them to, to do um, at the start of games. Just come out and play the game you know you could play, and if you do that, if and if you limit the amount of mistakes, which they did uh, early on, I mean, they only they drew two penalties and killed both of them off. And, you know, for the most part, they really didn't let up anything on those penalties. And when I mean let up anything, I mean they didn't even allow the Islanders to take good shots and didn't really allow that many scoring chances. I mean, I'm not going to say that the Lightning played perfect defense in this game, but they were pretty darn close to it. Uh, so, yeah, um, the Lightning came out, played their game. Um, and I said on the last episode, if the Lightning limit the amount of ch um, whistles, obviously, you know, they're going to have whistles for pucks out of play, stuff like that, certain stoppages. But if the Lightning make the Islanders chase them up and down the ice, uh, there's absolutely no way the Islanders are going to be able to keep up. And especially with a tired team such as the Islanders, like I just stated, there's not going to, it's not going to work out in favor. It's for the for New York and it's not going to be a good night for them so we'll talk about the rest of the game but uh first let's talk about our sponsor rockauto.com rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for the last 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in just a few easy clicks to delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com so to start off the second period the lightning are starting 
uh, period with still 13 seconds left on the penalty kill. Uh, like I said, they did a pretty good job um, in this game on the PK. They only let up one goal out of five chances that the Islanders had. So, and then once they killed that, so they did a very good job doing that. Like I said, they didn't really give up that much. They didn't give really anything up to, you know, the light, uh, to the Islanders in this one, especially on the PK. They did very well. Um, so at the four minute mark into the period, a uh, little bit of a strange event going on where Maroon takes a shot, um, and then kind of bounces around behind Varlamov. And, you know, they take the puck off. The Islanders take the puck up ice on the, re on the rebound. And you hear all types of yelling and screaming. And so then eventually the refs, you know, it was a little bit of confusion here. Um, you know, from the angle that we initially saw on television, I couldn't see anything. And I doubt anyone else could have seen anything at that vantage point either but you know they stopped play and uh you know i thought i i, I mean i thought it was going to be kind of some long review but i mean i don't even think they really reviewed it i mean the refs uh stopped play said yeah uh go for the lightning and i was kind of confused at first i was like wait what and then obviously on the replay we see yanni gord actually put that puck back in the net on the on the rebound from the maroon shot uh, giving the Lightning a 4-1 lead. And I think that was really the, I want to say the nail in the coffin for the Lightning. I think, I mean, for the Islanders. I think really after that goal, I mean, we definitely started to see things get out of control. But I think this is when they started to kind of slump back more and the Lightning really took over. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just a weird goal. But, and... Obviously, you know, the Lightning haven't really been getting that many calls, but this whole game was filled with calls for the Lightning. Um, and calls against the Lightning. Uh, Hedman gets high-sticking uh, for a hit on Pajot. This was just a stupid... Pa I, I mean, just... I obviously, obviously, in the grand scheme of things, it didn't mean anything, but if it did, I think we'd be complaining a lot more about this. But... This is the kind of call that, if this was a close game, this could potentially swing things in the direction for the Islanders. So, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Victor Hedman puts a hit on J.G. Peugeot. Uh, I want to say, maybe a couple of minutes later, I want to say... Uh, I want to say maybe three, four minutes later, after this... Uh, after the goal, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, he lays a hit on Peugeot along the boards, and what happens is, they he gets called for high sticking, but if you look at the replay, um, Peugeot, when he makes contact with the boards, he hits himself in the face with his own stick, um, I mean, but we're no, we're no stranger to the terrible officiating that's been going on at this point, um, I just don't, I don't know, they were just so quick, I, I don't know what it is with the, with the, with the officials during this run, I mean, obviously, 
Stanley Cup playoffs officiating has, for the most part, been always terrible. But, I mean, it's just extra special this year. But that's that's how this year is going in sports and obviously around the world. But, yeah, that was just a ridiculous call. Um, but it didn't mean anything, obviously. Lightning ended up killing, killing the penalty. Um, and then a little later on, uh, Hedman throws the puck towards the net. And I, I, re- I initially thought on this shot that he was just trying to get on net for the re- uh, rebound for the guys in front. But if you look at the replay, uh, this was not probably maybe pass of the year candidate. Uh, he throws it right towards Braden Point, who makes a spectacular deflection for his second goal of the game. Uh, eight of the playoffs. Uh, what what more is there to say about Braden Point? Um, he he's been playing incredible. He that's his that was his eighth goal of these playoffs. Uh, that he had two in this game. He had five points total. Um, I think my Braden Point Con Smythe prediction is really starting to pay off. Um, he's been just absolutely incredible throughout this entire playoff run, um, and I think. The Lightning would not be where they are right now if it wasn't for Braden Point doing, you know, making all these contributions and uh, playing the way he has. Um, Do I think if the Lightning do make it to the Cup Finals and win the Cup, do I think if everyone keeps playing, if everyone keeps playing, do I think that maybe Braden Point will win? Yeah, do I think that he's... Maybe maybe there's a player that's more deserving. Funny you ask. Um, yes, I think that if everything keeps going the way it's going and the Lightning keep playing the way they're playing and all these players keep contributing in the ways that they're contributing, I honestly think, though, that Victor Hedman should. And obviously we're getting really far ahead of ourselves right now at this point, but I really believe that Victor Hedman should be definitely in the conversation for Conn Smythe for this team, possibly in the number one spot, just because of everything that's been going on um, this entire playoffs. Just the way these games have played out and just the way he has come up and performed and produced, uh, he has just been, I think he's played just an incredible part. I think he's been a huge factor in this team's success, and I think that maybe... I mean, I would love to hear from all you listeners on what you think. Maybe who is a front runner right now for the Lightning in the Conn Smythe uh, Trophy talk. Uh, I know the rec- the stat sheet probably would say Braden Point, but I mean, you can- obviously there isn't a stat for leadership, and Victor Hedman has provided tons, tons of leadership in um, very, very nail-biting situations. Uh, throughout this playoff run, but like I said, pass of the year, pass of the playoffs actually, but and possibly goal of the playoffs. I mean, I don't think I've seen one that was as good or even remotely as close to being this good. This is another power play goal. Uh, like I said, Lightning were very good on the power play. They took full advantage of the plethora of opportunities that the Islanders provided them with. So, yeah, and it's 5-1 at this point. Um, I think, and I stated 
this on the last episode. And like I said, repeatedly go ahead and listen to that. Um, I try to have all these episodes connected. But I stated on the past episode that the Lightning throughout this run have not played well in the second period. And I have to say, just from the penalty killing, um, just from the way they were shooting the puck, just the way they were spacing things out, and I think they play. I think this was their sec, their their best, the best second period that the Lightning have played these this entire run. I don't think I've seen a game better in which they've played better in the second second period. Um, Obviously, they changed some things up. One of the things that sticks out to that comes to mind right now is the three up top. That was an interesting look, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, they have the two defensemen up by the blue line when they have the puck, as well as a forward, and oftentimes it was Braden Point. And early on in the game when they did that, it looked like that the Islanders didn't really know what to do. They didn't really know how to space themselves out. They didn't know how to... Um, adjust accordingly to that look and that really caused some problems it allowed the lightning to almost pass the puck freely throughout the zone and do whatever they want and it seemed like at a certain point they stopped doing that which like I've said multiple times on this show um, if something's working why change it Um, but you know what I can't really complain lightning won this game 8-2 and uh, what a better way to start the series. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not, no really complaints in this one. This is, this is just me nitpicking, as I always do. Uh, moving on to the third period, uh, just more of the same. Lightning kept the foot on the gas. Uh, the aisles really started to get chippy. They really tried to draw. Uh, they, they, stupid penalties. They tried to get under the, the, the lightning skin, which the lightning, for the most part, didn't do. They didn't feed into, so that was good to see. Um, the lightning were still playing this game as if they were, you know, up by one goal. And I'm not saying they tried rubbing it in, which they didn't. They they kind of you kind of saw it towards the end. After I believe they got the eighth goal, that's really when they they kind of just were like, okay, we're done. Um, uh, a couple more goals here. Obviously, the Lightning scored three more contributions coming from uh, Nikita Kucherov, Andre Palat, Yanni Gord, all the guys I spoke about in the last episode of you know who I wanted to see get going, uh, especially um, Nikita Kucherov. Uh, glad to see him uh, back and healthy. Uh, he he looked like he didn't miss a beat, which obviously was was expected. Uh, he, he played very well on this one and um, it was the Lightning really did benefit from that week off so yeah I can't really complain um, do I expect the Lightning to drop 8 goals in every single game going forward absolutely not that's not a realistic expectation uh, I don't expect them to I expect the Islanders to come back play very tough in game 2 So before we wrap things up, just some takeaways from this game real quick. Uh, Thomas Grice, as we spoke, only lasted 11 minutes. It looks like from everything that I've heard so far, probably Varlamov is going to get the start. Um, Maybe just because it was he 
played well, I guess. Um, I mean, these guys gave up eight goals total. The goalie that's projected to start next game gave up five. So if I'm Barry Trotz, I don't really know how that's gonna how that works. How you gonna justify that? Um, I don't know how you could justify taking out Grice with only giving up three goals. Yeah, it's not exactly an ideal start uh, to a game, but it's not like um, I didn't see anything that he wasn't doing for the most part. Uh, I think it was more so what the Lightning were doing and. Rice just couldn't, he just couldn't stop the puck that night, and that's what it is. Uh, Braden Point, can't overstate how incredible uh, he's been. Uh, like I said, two goals, five points total. Um, just such a dangerous player, such a multi multifaceted player where he could score goals as easily as he could distribute the puck um, and create chances for his teammates. Uh most notably, obviously, that, that goal that he scored in the game, uh, the deflection in midair, which was still, I don't know how he did it. It was, it was a great, it was a great deflection, a great goal. Um, and just overall, a great start to the game, uh, series for this entire club. Um, you know, I, I hope that they come out in game two with the same intensity. I fully expect them to. Um, I think with, their sort of long layoff, being able to rest up and um, kind of sit back and watch the Islanders beat up not only themselves but beat up on the Flyers. I think that coupled with the Islanders still pretty much tired from last series, uh, that's definitely built up a lot of confidence to start off a series, and I can't tell you how important that is, especially in the conference finals. Um, I think that, you know, barring some crazy turnaround from the Islanders. Now, I'm not calling sweep. Absolutely not. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Islanders will win a game or two before the series is done. But I don't think that I just if this is a if this is just a look for things to come. It, it to me, it seems that the and it's not no surprise that the the lightning are. Um, just the far superior team um, when it comes down to it. And just imagine now, obviously, uh, Coach Cooper told the media the other day when they asked him about the timetable for Stamkos, and he said, I'm not even answering those questions anymore. Um, I don't think Stamkos could be back for this series. But imagine if he were to come out and play the way he, he you know, we're, we're all accustomed to him playing. That coupled with a hot team and contributions coming from all these guys on the team, I, you know, maybe we would be calling, um, maybe we'd be calling, uh, you know, sweep on this one. But I just think that the the Islanders are too tough of a team to, and you know, they they are talented. I have to give them that much credit. I think that they are going to come back, maybe steal a game, maybe possibly game two. I mean, we've seen it before. Uh, we saw it in the Columbus series, how even if it wasn't a dominating game uh, in game one, obviously that was the 5 OT game, uh, which the Lightning did win. I don't think, I think this Islanders team is different. I think that they've done enough throughout this playoffs and, and aren't going to roll over uh, that easily. But if they do, I mean, then I guess, 
you know, the Lightning will be having a pretty easy series and um, they'll have to wait a little bit depending on how far the Western Conference Finals goes uh, to play the Cup. But I, I, that's just too far away to even really talk about it at this point. Um, that's just a little tease, though. Uh, I think the Islanders are going to come out and uh, try and take it to the, the Lightning um, real quick in the beginning of Game 2. I just think that, like I said, they have a lot of good players that could do a lot of good things. Um, they responded very quickly uh, in this game. And I think part of it, part of this uh, that contributes to the Islanders' good play is um, their ability to build momentum. So I think that's what contributed in this win, where the Lightning basically were stomping out any attempt to get anything going by this Islanders team. Um, and then those that, that last goal, that second goal, that Vasilevsky gave up. I that was just more of a defensive breakdown, and I think that just what you could just attribute that to it being you know the game is pretty much over at that point. Um, Islanders were just trying to play for you know some some pride at that point, uh, whereas the Island, the the Lightning were just just wanted to get the whole thing over with and get ready for game two, and yeah so. All around good game, uh, you know. Vasilevsky, for the most part, wasn't really challenged that much. He made, he had to make a couple of tough saves, but it wasn't anything really incredible. There was one where he made the initial save. I believe it was in the second period. He made the initial save, and the puck started to trickle by him, and he reached back and stopped it, which was good. Uh, I mean, but it wasn't like a crazy save. It wasn't like that behind the back goal that we've seen Vasilevsky make once or twice uh, before but yeah uh, as my maybe and I'll talk about it more on tomorrow's episode and of course tune in for that I'll talk about it more on that episode about you know what the Lightning need to do in game two but pretty much do the same exact thing that they did in game one Uh, that's and and bring that 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 big momentum with them that big swing of momentum with them just you know, keep the pressure on on this Islanders team because at the end of the day, they don't really have one guy that they can rely on. And that's sometimes could work against you. And so, yeah, we'll have to look, uh, see how the Lightning um, carry that momentum into game one and how the Islanders respond with everything, especially with all the things that might be said in the media from now until then. Um, but yeah, tune in tomorrow's episode where I'll preview the game and we'll discuss all the keys to the game. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Banker. I'll talk to you on the next one.